Mr. Down to Down to. Yeah. Um, Mr. Peeved. Mr. Peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. <laughs> I don't want it. It's a real world. It's a real It's a real It's a real one. I don't use it, but it's real. Okay? Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and also featured on Dash Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what is up? We are getting closer to the draft, so everything is incredibly awesome, and free agency is upon us, so... It's the best time of the year. It is. The real NBA season started uh, the yeah. other day after the the NBA finals ended, and now we get to experience the real season. It really it feels like that. Like the excitement level, I feel, is so much more. And especially when we get to the day of the draft and then mm-hmm. when July 1st approaches, like the excitement level is going to be so much more than probably any moment in the NBA finals. Maybe game, game one was a good game. That was a great yeah. NBA game, um, but beyond also that, ga- also game three, uh, like it was, it was a good game. Yeah, it was uh, a fine game. Yeah, yeah. But beyond yeah, that, just before the, that that three. But anyway, right. And you know, it it just felt, especially game four. It's just like all right, like let's. Oh, I, let's did, I didn't even watch it. Like, oh, it was, I didn't have time, and and I just skip it. I had we was on in the background. I um, it was Alex Spears' birthday, and he was here in town, and a bunch of us got together, and okay. it was on in the background. And like, I mean, none of us had any interest in it, and we're all crazy NBA fans, uh, which is sad. Like the NBA, that should be like you should be glued to the TV during the NBA Finals, and yeah, you know, no one cares, and that's yeah, it's a problem, I think. Yeah, and to be honest, I mean, we had seven games uh, in the Western uh, Conference Finals, and that was a was an interesting series. But in, somehow, like it, it was a fake series. I mean, it seems that they didn't care for half of the series, and then when they woke up, uh, they had like no Chris Paul, and they they won with ease. Yeah. So we had some competitive basketball. Uh, it was not like. Um, 4-0 every single uh, round, but still, it's when when they lose, it's 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 like when the Thunder lose to the, to the Brooklyn Nets during the season. I mean, they, yeah. they just they they weren't interested uh, in the game, and so yeah, I mean, I I think I hope that next season, basketball wise, we get like a hope to have something different at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we will, and it'll be that's why the summer is so interesting. Because then you can yeah. kind of imagine what what could be, and if we're not, we may have the Cavs and Warriors again, but it'll certainly be a different iteration of the Cavs. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and I was like, I would be shocked if the Cavs are the same, you know, even June twenty fifth as they are today. Like something is going to happen. Yeah, and to, and that is the first thing that we will hear. Uh, to me, and this is my prediction, my only, my only prediction for the free agency, is that we will hear about LeBron future either before uh, July 1st or we can just uh, – July 1st or we can just assume he will leave Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, because, like, Cleveland doesn't have many ways to improve the roster besides a trade – uh, with Paul George basically uh, opting into his contract and just be traded there because he wants to play with LeBron. And to me, if that happens, we have to know before. And it's the second best scenario for the Thunder, actually. <laughs> the first one is, of course, here signs. But the second one is he opts in and we get something out of it. So I think that at least for Thunder fan, like not hearing anything about LeBron uh, may, may mean like that we we can expect him to sign elsewhere, to sign elsewhere, and that's uh, that can be, mean a lot of stuff. <laughs> it means so many things. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so we are we've been breaking down some of the top guys in the draft. We did it in detail. Just because we feel like it's important for people to know who these guys are going into the draft and, you know, why they could be, you know, all-stars or, you know, big franchise-changing players moving forward. But now we're moving into, like, the mid-first round to late-first round, and these are guys that, frankly, some of them could be out of the NBA within a few years. And so I don't think it's quite as important to cover them in detail because... I mean, who knows what, what they're going to be. So we are going to play a game. And so we're each going to get nine picks for the rest of the first round. I think we covered 13 players. And so we wanted to get through the rest of the first round. So we'll have 31 players covered in total. And so we will um, alternate picks until we get to 31. And so the, the game will be... If so, we'll get points based on all of these things. I'm going to write this down. I'll I'll put it on Twitter, and we'll come up. I've kind of come up with something that for the loser of this has to do, um, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But oh, okay, uh, that's that's news to me. Okay, yeah, this is, I I, can't, <laughs> I came up with this as I was mowing my yard this morning. Um, plus five if our prospect goes in the top five, which is so unlikely, and if this yeah. happened with anybody. In, in the back half, I mean, that person would probably easily win this game. Um, yeah. Plus three if they go five through 15. Um, and then, oh no, six through 15 is what you wrote. Sorry. Six through 15. Yeah. If, um, plus three if they go six through 15. A plus one if they're 16 through 25. No points if they're 26 through 35. Minus one if they're 35 to 50. Minus three if they're fifty-one to sixty, and a minus five if they're undrafted. And so basically, yeah. <clears throat> we're going to be putting ourselves in in the uh, GM chair here for the each team, and we want to. Our prediction is who, where do we think they'll go in the draft? And so it gets really dicey as we get closer to the end of the first round. Um, <laughs> But we're basically selecting guys we think could go high in the draft. So that's the game. Yeah, not necessarily who we like as a prospect. uh, Because I think, at least to me, there are prospects that are ranked high. And you can see why they will probably end up in the lottery. uh, But I would select other players there. So um, my my picks will be, as much as possible, uh, try to mimic what the real GM will do. Um, So without me being really in love with that player. Yep. Okay. So, and we can also talk about if we even like them at that spot. Yeah, 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 exactly. And whatnot. So we'll get into deeper discussion, but we'll start with the 14th pick, which would be going to the Denver Nuggets. Um, McKelly, why don't you go first? Okay. So uh, the Denver Nuggets will probably select Lonnie Walker the fourth uh, because it fits their model. It's a shooting guard uh, from uh, Miami. Um, the other guy I'm really interested here. Um, it's it's big, and so that's why I basically go with the guard because Denver uh, will likely need to improve his backcourt. Uh, they have plenty of handlers; they miss physical players, and so basically, um so if he can develop like a reliable shot hey, uh, hey McKelly. not from, from not from the beginning probably uh, hey McKelly. Yeah. Um, yeah it stopped for just a second i think it was something on my end i'm just trying to load a website and it completely stalled um oh, okay start from you talked about denver missing physical players 
Demers means basically physical players in the backcourt. And so drafting a 6'4", 6'10 and a half wingspan, um, even if it's not an offensive, offensively an elite prospect because his numbers are not over the charts, he has something resembling a compact uh, shooting stroke. Uh, He has like decent uh, effectiveness on his shot. And so I think that there Denver will go with a prospect like him. Uh, And he is the, uh, I think here you can go him or Zare Smith. Uh, But I think Denver needs size and Walker has more size than than Zare Smith. Even if, even if probably as a, as an overall prospect is a, less interesting than there yeah uh, Lonnie Walker scares the crap out of me to be honest just because I don't know if he can defend anybody yeah his feet are not so quick but he but he's long he's very long and so yeah he's got I, he's got like if you just look at his profile and you probably just watch him play on the offensive end as like a catch and shoot guy you're like oh well, this guy's great <laughs> yeah but he's I mean, I guess he could be Wayne Ellington, maybe, you know, at the next mm-hmm. level-ish. He's Long, that, longer, though. Longer, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more of a, yeah, he's 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 going to profile better than Wayne Ellington just physically. But mm-hmm. he's interesting, though. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, I mean, defensively, he's not refined. Uh, he's not a dog like Donald Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, he, but he has the tools. And, and he may handle switches uh in a decent way and so i think with 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 the backcourt they have it might be an interesting choice yeah no i i don't disagree um at 15 i'm gonna go zyre smith uh he is such an interesting player i mean i i don't know what he's going to be at the next level i really don't he is a crazy athlete and he's so smooth and he can and he just plays with so much effort and i just love him <laughs> i just think that he's great yeah um he obviously has a lot of room to grow in a lot of areas and needs to if he's going to be a starting level player in the nba um but with just the effort and physicality that he plays with i just don't see him not being successful at the nba level uh, he's mm-hmm. not a great shooter. Um, he makes questionable decisions on the offensive end. Um, but defensively, like he just gets after it and one-on-one, uh, he is a terrifying defender. He tends to die on screens, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Um, but I think that he can get past that and I think that he can, he can learn to be an incredible defender. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Zyre Smith and I think that he could, I think he could potentially rise as, you know, just people when he gets into the gym, the, the biggest problem with him is that he measured at six, five all year yeah. at Texas tech. And yeah. he's really six, four, um, which is a problem. Cause like people thought, Oh, he's six, five, you know, he could swing over to the small four position maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's like, well, no, he really can't. Um, so he's kind of more of a combo guard than he is anything else which is could be problematic but uh if he can develop the strength he could be great but if he was if the dude was six seven like he would go in the top 10 oh no no question no question i mean that athleticism you cannot buy it so uh but but to me the reason why i didn't pick him uh is because he measured like less than six two without shoes which is it's basically the body of every bradley with more athleticism Mm -hmm. uh and less probably offensive power at least now but but the shot the shot looks fairly good so i was really uh in between between like walker and smith and i think they will they will be uh probably prospect that probably smith will have a better career but to me uh he the the 60 will scare a lot um gms so i don't know it will be interesting to see where he lands Mm -hmm. i just love his effort level it's just yeah yeah no it, no it's great there's just not a lot it's, of guys at this point in the draft that have that kind of motor yeah yeah no 100 percent. i agree all right 16 who you got yeah so this is weird um because it's phoenix here um mm-hmm. so 
if Phoenix drafts, I don't think uh, this will be the pick. Um, but I have to go uh, with a big man. Uh, and I, I think I will go with Robert Williams. Um, not because I think he will be drafted by Phoenix, uh, but because a team like the Clippers, for example, may draft Williams. Yeah. They may go with Williams and say one of the bridges or something like that. So I think Williams will be drafted already uh, by my pick. And if not, some teams for weird reason decides to go with the couples. I don't think that the Phoenix would actually do it uh, because they have already a lodge of big wins. Uh, but Williams is a very, very good rim protector uh, that can develop a pass. Um, he's not completely blind, so he can probably uh, learn how to do it. The issue with, with Williams is that offensively he projects to be uh, an around-the-basket guy and not much more. Mm-hmm. He said during the process that he's developing a shot. I don't believe it. Uh, at least until I see it. I mean, he, he shot like 40% in college mm-hmm. uh, from the line, like 48. And But he's a very good shot walker. He doesn't have a ton of IQ defensively yet, uh, but mostly to me because he played out of a role at Texas Tech. Um, so he was playing, oh, Texas A&M, uh, he was playing basically uh, without with, with another big guy. And so... He played a lot of the, the, the four. It's it's really not the best uh, way to maximize a shot blocker uh, in modern NBA. So mm-hmm. I don't really know um, if he will play like a single minute uh, as a four uh, in the NBA. And so maybe this will um, will already improve uh, his let's say uh, his career in the NBA. Yeah, so many bigs are hard to evaluate because they all play next to guys that need to be around the basket too. Like the college game is just so tough to evaluate with with yeah. those dudes because you have these guys that will never, maybe won't play a minute at the four that were full time power forwards at the college level. And yeah. it's just it's it's difficult to see what they're going to look like even as like rebounders because like they'll be the probably the primary rebounders on their team, but like there's another guy next to them that's doing mm-hmm. the, the exact same thing that they're doing. And it's just really, it's a, it's just weird to evaluate because it would, it would never happen in the NBA level this way. And so it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. And also uh, just a quick thing. I think that here, like Robert Williams, if you draft him last year, I don't know where he goes. I mean, Last year, we had like a ton of bigs uh, between the 15 and the 22nd pick. Yeah. Uh, and like Jared Allen is probably better than him. So it's hard to draft a guy like that uh, that early. But now, we, as soon as GMs see a ring protector, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of enticing. Yeah. No, I, I, I do not disagree with that. Uh, I'm going to go with a similar guy, Mitchell Robinson, um, yeah. at 17. Uh, he uh, is coming out of high school, so we had nobody got a chance to see him much this season. Uh, he's seven foot one. He's got a seven four wingspan. He's about two twenty five, so he's pretty skinny. Uh, but he kind of projects. I mean, not that dissimilar as a. Mm-hmm as a guy that's going to dive to the basket, a pick and roll kind of guy, rim defender, um, could be a defensive anchor for a team. Um, so, but he's a kind of a physical freak in a lot of ways. And, you know, could, you know, at, he could be a backup center type of guy and best case scenario, he's your starting guy. I'm not sure that I, I haven't seen enough to say that he could be that, but, um, Mm -hmm. he projects to be a, rim running guy that can protect the rim on the other end. So I'll go Mitchell Robinson. He's just, he's a guy that could rise up. Keep sim like similarly, he could be chosen by the Clippers, you know, yeah. um, you know, at, at 13 or 14, just, uh, just as Robert Williams is. So, and some people have different opinions of, of Williams and of, of Mitchell Robinson, and but they're kind of in the same tier. Yeah, yeah, I know. I completely agree. And he's a Mr. Man. So yeah. that will probably boost the BT stock. 
yeah, he's he's interesting. His physical profile is pretty impressive, though. So yeah. All right, who you got next? So I'm. This is hard for me because I have three guys here, uh, which I don't like uh, for different <laughs> reasons, and they are basically in every mock draft. They are here, and he, the, the guys are Troy Brown, uh, Kevin Herter, and yeah. Aaron Holiday. Um, so Holiday is the worst of the prospects to me mm-hmm. uh, because it's 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 really weird. Six one, six six doesn't do anything at a great level uh, on is from UCLA point guard but to me that is a promise from someone because yeah. it was high on um, Jonathan uh, Givoni uh, draft and so this means that he has a prospect uh, a promise and so I tend to go with him uh, because I think he will be drafted no matter what and so I'll go holiday even if I don't really know why they gave him a promise <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, I, I think like when you see players like that being so high with no particular reasons um, it screams like someone like campaign campaign was there mm-hmm. in every um, mock draft because he had the promise and there were player there were players with better better hand better bodies better talent probably but he had actually the promise so I go holiday yeah, I'm not. I haven't watched a ton of him, so I don't have a lot to say either. That uh, he can shoot, he can shoot. Period. The, the other stuff, like, is long, but he cannot hold in the post. He's very, very small, and yeah. he projects to be like an average pick and roll um, handler. So I don't really know who will pick him and why. Uh, like, there are teams between Milwaukee, San, San Antonio, maybe. Yeah. Um, these are teams that usually make promises, and so. Maybe one of the two. Does it surprise you that Lonnie Walker is so high in Gavoni's mock draft? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and this always makes me think. And then I watch, I, I kind of spend time on Walker because I want to be sure why. And that that frame uh, plus the 6'10 wingspan, uh, I think can, can make like a lot of GMs uh, think twice before pass on him, mm-hmm. and he he seems to to have like good interview. He seems to have like yeah, at the combine had very good interviews and good workouts, and so um, guys like that, if in workouts he shoots say twenty two on twenty five uh, from three, uh, stand still, like a lot of GM will think twice before pass on that kind of body. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before we go to my 19th selection, I'm going to tell you guys about Andy's frozen custard. You've got to go to Andy's. They make their custard fresh hour by hour. And right now, you can go get their blackberry concrete. If you love fresh fruit, if you love blackberries in particular, this concrete is so good. I went there the other night with my son. And I got this concrete. And it was gone almost instantly. It was so good. The blackberries are super fresh, as well as the custard. So it's just like the perfect treat for a hot day. So go check out Andy's Frozen Custard. If you like chocolate, they have chocolate custard as well, along with vanilla. And they have just about any topping that you could want. Um, But their specials right now are the strawberry shortcake sundae and the blackberry concrete. So go Get one of those, support the people that support Down to Dunk, and eat at Andy's Frozen Custard. Um, I also want to pump up our draft party that we're having. It's on the 21st, so in 10 days. We are going to have a draft party over at Anthem Brewing. Uh, We'll probably meet up at 6 o'clock. The draft starts around 7, so we'll get to hang out for a little bit. Um, Also, we will have a draft competition just like we did last year. But instead of it being on paper, we, we have a website that we're going to be using. And so I will send that out um, and probably announce it Wednesday, the website uh, that you'll go to. And you'll be able to lock in your selections online. Um, and we'll track it through your email address. And then we will have a big grand prize like we did last year. And I'll probably have a grand prize for somebody that's there and then a grand prize for somebody for... Um, the person that wasn't able to make it or if you live somewhere far away, which we have a lot of people that, that listen that are overseas and that are, you know, at different 
spots in the United States, like we'll have a, a prize for that person too that we'll mail to you. So, um, yeah. So please uh, look out for that. Come to our draft party. Make plans to be there. It's going to be a ton of fun. Anthem Brewing, their, their tap room is so cool. If you haven't had a chance to come, this will be your perfect opportunity. Uh, okay. Uh, it starts to get shaky here, McKinley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know who who will you pick now. You do? Yeah. Um, I'm going Kevin Herter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The dude can just shoot it. He's six foot seven, and he can shoot it very well. And yeah. as far as like what kind of defender he's going to be, um, I really I don't know. I don't know if he can be any good. Uh, it's really going to depend where he lands and who, what coach gets a hold of him. Uh, if he's he's a guy that went to a bad team and in this scenario like 19 at Atlanta like we don't really know what is Atlanta's situation moving forward like we just mm-hmm. we don't know what it's going to look like so it's a little dicey um, but most NBA teams are always in need of six foot seven shooters and that's what Kevin Herter will provide um, but beyond that it's he's kind of a tough projection like some people are comparing him to Clay Thompson. I'm just like, no, 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 no. Clay is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. Um, and so that, that comp is just like holds zero weight with me whatsoever. I just don't get it. Like if he was Clay Thompson, he'd be going top five, you know, like he's not going, you know, close to the twenties. Um, and he could rise. He could be a guy that rises up, um, into the late, late lottery. Like he could go at, 13 or 14 i don't think he'll go higher than that but um people could fall in love with his shooting he could go into a workout and not miss and somebody might take a risk on him um earlier but i don't know that i would yeah uh i mean think about a prospect that was picked a white prospect that could, could shoot it very well the defense was a huge question mark yeah and he went 10th uh, to the Sacramento Kings, and he went. And it was a disaster. I'm talking about Stauskas, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, like Stauskas was a similar shooter to what uh, Herder is, um, probably even a better one. And he had handle. And like these prospect scares me a lot because there is almost no way that Herder can be a good defender or at least a passable defender for the first two, three years. Yeah. Um, he has a short wingspan compared to this height, and it scares me. It scares me a lot. And there is another prospect that it's similar to what Herter is, uh, and we will probably discuss it uh, in a few. Um, these type of players are very nice to have in a context where you can actually maximize them. So if you tell me that San Antonio drafts him, I can tell you right now that he will probably be successful on the court. Mm-hmm. Not not in year one, but probably Popovich will be able to uh, to carve a role for him and to surround him with, with good, great defenders and, and to let him drive a second unit or to be like um, a, a, handling, a, a wing that can handle the ball. And that is valuable in the NBA. But, it, it, but as you said, if a team without a plan for him drafts him, it's it can be a disaster. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Stas is, is kind of an interesting comp for him. Uh, he he's all about fit, all about yeah. fit. Um, yeah. Which most of these guys are from here on. It's all about fit. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with a guy that I just don't really like at all, but I think that he'll. So go so I, I'm I'm not going to have a pick. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> no what about i do, i do the 20th and you do and you do two in a row so that i i get the last one okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. okay so, go ahead so, sorry <laughs> so here uh, i'll go with a guy that uh, that probably i i would never pick for my team um but i think he will be the the guy who will pick here um well the highest uh, among the one that i have still on the list it is troy brown and well i was gonna go with the same guy so we're (laughs) we're on the same page yeah i mean he 
he's young enough uh, with a great body. Like mm-hmm. he's six seven, six ten wingspan, um, six two rebounds, three three point two assists, a couple of steals. He he's a prospect that scares me in terms of um, the way he he do he go at things like he shots with a very inconsistent preparation and mechanism um he's not as compact with, with his mechanics as i as i hope a guard is um his handle is he's a, a willing uh handler but not not a, a very crafty one and he's very loose with his handle tons of turnovers when he has to create uh, but on the other end these guys have potential uh, mm-hmm. and he's, he's willing to to learn and willing to uh, put his head down um, and shoot trees during the summer because he's actually a decent free throw shooter like 64 percent 74 percent so these guys can be can can come at handy if they actually develop a shot, because again, six ten wingspan for a six um, seven guys a guy is pretty good measurements, and so and also like Oregon is a good program and that can deliver like solid guys. So I kind of I kind of go with him because of these reasons. Yeah, I think that makes sense. He he's all like if he. He's the guy that everybody looks at and is like, yeah, if he could be a spur, it could work, you know? Yeah. And if, if he lands anywhere else, I just have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Utah as well. Like if yeah. you go to, uh, to Queen Snyder, I think, well, well, they, they made like, um, uh, Royce O'Neal work, uh, which was not a three point shooter in college. And so, I mean, this is a prospect that I can see develop well in Utah, um, Atlanta, who knows Milwaukee, maybe, um, I don't know. I, I like, I kind of like the fit between with Milwaukee as well, because they have like ton of length, they want length. And so who knows? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, my next pick, I'm going to go with Chandler Hutchinson out of Boise State. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Go ahead. He's just he's just a reach for the stars kind of guy. I don't know if he'll end up being any good. Um, he's 6'7". He's got a 7'1 wingspan. Uh, he projects to be kind of a floor spacer type of guy. Um, I didn't watch a ton of him, but I just feel like he has a chance to go. I think somebody could just fall in love with his body type basically. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's, uh, I'll go with him. I don't really have, (laughs) I don't have a lot other than that, but he's, um, he just has size athleticism. Um, and he can, he can create a little bit. So yeah, he's interesting. Yeah. Go also with another one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Okobo or how do you say it? Okobo. How do you say it? Probably a Kobo. Okay, a Kobo. Um, he he's just a really interesting guard in this draft. He's twenty years old. Um, he played in France. Is that right? Yes. Um, and he's kind of this. I kind of envision him as like a sixth man kind of guy. Come off the bench mm-hmm. and really focus on scoring. Um, he's a guard. He's six three. He's not a big guy. Um, but I feel like he could come off the bench and kind of be a spark plug for a team. He could potentially be a starting caliber point guard. I think there's so many question marks on all the point guards in this draft. And, you know, I heard, I've heard people say that he could be the best point guard in this draft. I'm, from what I've seen, I just don't really get that, but um, it's possible. And so I think somebody could fall in love with him. Um, but I think at worst, he's kind of your spark plug off the bench kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, he can shoot it. Um, he's 6'3", probably with a 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, wingspan. Uh, at least that's my impression. It seems to have, like, long arms. Mm-hmm. And he's a good athlete. And, and like, playing with grown-ups, as we see with Nilekina, uh, if you are willing to learn how to play defense in France, you can. Um, because, like, coaches in Europe will not play you if you just suck at defense. And uh, so the fact that he was actually playing good minutes for a reasonably good team, uh, in France means that he actually applied himself enough during the week and um, 
in the game he played. And so, I mean, I had him at my highest peak. So, mm. I mean, I, I, I cannot agree more. Yeah, I like him. Uh, okay, you're next. 23. Uh, um, again, I go with another uh, guard, Boston College, Jerome Robinson. Mm-hmm. He's 6'6", six, six, well, generously 6'6", six, six, um, with a decent, again, wingspan, um, like just above his height. So he's 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 with a 6'7", six, uh, wingspan. Um, I mean, he's not young. The upside is... Uh, not clear. I think he's is more like a Finnish uh, product. Uh, but what he what he showed, um, it's like a Derek Derek White type prospect. Mm-hmm. So a guy that can be your lead ball handler. That was a proven scorer in college uh, last season. He scored um, a lot for Boston, twenty one points uh, on forty one percent from three, eighty three percent from the line, a couple of rebounds and assists. I mean. He can be a bench type scorer with decent size, uh, which is something that you want. Uh, but same to White, uh, his college career was uh, well not uh, different as the one that White had. But he was not a shooter uh, in his early seasons. He became a shooter basically in his junior year, and that is kind of scary uh, because you never know how uh, project. Uh, like a spurt uh, like the one that he had uh, in his junior season um, but I think that here uh, maybe someone um, not the Spurs because I mean, they, they already had their like combo guard but maybe someone like Minnesota or Chicago can draft a guy that can actually uh, handle the ball and score uh, from the bench yeah no I think that that makes a lot of sense um yeah, he's interesting. I... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love him. Uh, like, I don't basically love um, anyone here in those. Like, peak between fifteen and all well, twenty and twenty-five are really terrible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really. <laughs> and I really don't like the the, the second like uh, second half of this draft. There, mm-hmm. there is like a midst of player that you cannot really parse, and so who knows? It's, it's really hard. Yeah, uh, another guy I don't really love all that much. I don't even know how to say his Kita or Keda. How do you do? You know how to say his name? No, uh, I always said Kita Bates the op. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And I don't. Yeah. Know. Um, so Kita Bates Diop or Jop or however you say it. Uh, he played at Ohio State. He's 22 years old, so he's an older player. Uh, he's six seven. He's got a seven foot. Uh, seven two wingspan. So he's just another one of these like upside. Like he looks like an NBA player kind of guy. Uh, he probably play the four at the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of all over the place in mock drafts. So I think that there's just a lot of teams that might like him and and might not. So he's he's just he's just kind of a, a versatile wing, kind of a combo versatile wing and somebody might take a chance on him and he may end up being a role player type guy yeah he can score uh to me the question marks are on a motor b athleticism uh in no particular order uh, because i mean he was the go-to guy for Ohio state uh, mm-hmm. but Ohio state was not incredibly good this season um they made tournaments so they they were not bad um like his length is very, very interesting, but he's one of these prospects where you like the measurements, but you don't actually see the player use the full potential of his uh, physical tools, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of scary. Uh, that's incredibly scary, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those guys rarely work out in the league. It's it's the guys that like have that length, and you see it all the time, like. Um, yeah. like we see with like Jer- Cape- Jeremy Grant or Capella, like, yeah, you, yeah. you know how big they are because they use it all the time. And yeah. so, yeah. Who do you, who you got next? 
Oh, I have the Italian American guy, Dante Di Vincenzo. Okay. Um, yeah. I think he's a reach here uh, because to me is more like an early second round guy than a 25th pick. But yeah. we know that um, like he, he's not long. He's a, he's a nice player. He's a nice guard that can shoot it. 6'5", um, 6'6", six, six, six wingspan, compact mechanism. Uh, he He's probably um, a guy that that has the inside, like if that makes sense. So I, I think he, he will try to play at his best every single night. Uh, but on the other end, um, when I, when you look at uh, Villanova's prospects, you have to pause a second and think that they run a really good offense. And so the offensive spurts of these guys may be a little bit, um, pumped in some sense and so um, if he can shoot it like he did in college sure he's an NBA player um, I don't know that yet he has a good athleticism he uses it and he can project to be a decent defender um, I like him I don't know he if he will be something special in the NBA over just a role player right um, and that's like basically everybody from here on out in this draft there's just yeah there's just Basically, I don't know if there's anybody else that I like really love in the rest of this draft. Like, I, I really like Javon Carter, but I'm not taking Javon Carter in our draft. Like, he's a second round type of guy. Yeah, um, yeah, agree. But I like him as a potential second round pick, and I think someone will bite on him maybe even early in the second round just because there's like no sure things, you know, toward the back of this draft, in my opinion. Um, you're yeah. gonna have to help me with this guy's first name, Musa. Can you? Uh, Zanan, uh, probably is the pronunciation. Okay, so Zanan Musa. Uh, you're also gonna help to help me with the team that he played for. Is Sedevita uh, Zagreb in Croatia? Okay. Yeah. So he's a uh, he's 19 years old. He's six foot nine. He's basically a scorer, right? Yeah. Tell me about him. I, I honestly haven't watched a lot of him. I just see him going high in mock drafts. Full disclosure. <laughs> um, so he he um, he's an interesting guy. Um, I think uh, he he's from the same country as Mirza Teletovic. Okay, and it, it's not weird to think about him as a smaller Mirza. He he really wants the ball and wants to shoot like basically every time mm-hmm. he. And he is not—he's not the, 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 the shooter that Mirza is. He's like more a low thirty shooter, uh, inconsistent with it. Um, he's a six eight, but functionally he's more like a six six uh, because he he tends to play uh, with a weird posture. Like his back is is kind of leaning forward, mm-hmm. uh, and he has a long neck. And these things are not help you. Like you are taller, but you're functionally a smaller player. Uh, he can handle it. Um, he will not play any defense, like whatsoever. Or at no. least he never, he never played defense uh, last season in Croatia or Adriatic League or um, Eurocup. But he is productive. Like he can be your. Uh, I'm coming from the bench. I'll just shoot it whatever you give me, and without any conscience. Uh, so. Uh, he's a he's a prospect that you can try to draft and see if he um, uh, say if you get used to the way the NBA works, where he's probably the tenth, eleventh, twelfth talent and not the first one in his team, and he may may very well, very well be uh, out out of the league in two years. Uh, because there is, there are questions uh, about the, the fact that he wants to be the, the man and he wants he wants to run the show. He actually raises an a la Dion Waiters quite a lot, <laughs> and so <laughs> that for a twenty twenty five twenty fifth twenty sixth pick, um, it's not something that is tolerated at an NBA level from your uh, teammates. Yeah, and so he he will really depend on where he goes, but he can be like a good good bench scorer. Yeah, he's. That doesn't sound wonderful at that spot. A guy that wants to be the man, but is probably a bench score is not. It's not the greatest projection. Oh, he he will uh, well in summer league. If he plays in summer league, he uh-huh. will light it up. Light it up. It. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he will. He, he will shoot a lot. Uh, I can tell you that. 
he is is very very young like he's 1999 as Don Chich as Troy Brown and these guys mm-hmm. so there is room for, for him to improve alright who do you have next uh, I have a prospect um, an athletic prospect Josh Okoji uh, yeah. from Georgia Tech mm-hmm. um, I kind of like him uh, he's bulky. He has a very good body, um, but he's not as quick on his feet. He's a guard, six four, six seven wingspan. Can shoot it. Uh, he actually shoot, I think, more than thirty eight percent. Let me pull back his numbers. Um, he, he projects to be um, a good defender, thirty eight percent exactly this season on eighty two percent free throw um, on the free throw line. So, I mean. Uh, he he's a prospect that you can safely draft at this spot because he's athletic enough. He has a big wingspan. He can shoot it, and so I think he pro- he projects like a three and D, a small three and D prospect. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going with a similar type of player. He's a little bit bigger. He's six six. He's almost twenty one years old. Jacob Evans out of Cincinnati. Uh, he kind of had to do everything for Cincinnati this year, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's that kind of guy at the next level i think he's more of a three and d type guy um that can maybe attack a closeout here and there but i uh i actually kind of i said i don't really like any bit i actually kind of like jacob evans a little bit um Mm -hmm. i wish he was a little bit taller but i think that he's his size is fine and i think that he could he projects as a as a good role player type of guy yeah, thank you because you left me with my favorite prospect in the draft, which is, of course, tell me, Grayson Allen. Yes, who is my friend? Of course, of course. <laughs> he, I, I, lo- I love this kind of guy. Uh, I mean, he he will probably either make it uh, for good. I mean, I, I think Grayson can have like a 10, 12 year career in the NBA yeah. uh, or just just completely ruin himself for weird reasons um and so um, i think i think his shooting ability and actually uh his demeanor are kind of underrated i think he's a player that will shoot it uh from the nba range he has a good athleticism overall um he's not a dumb player he i think he will learn and i I think he, he is kind of the steal of the back end of the draft. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I always liked him. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't care about the thing that he does. Uh, like um, the fact that he's dirty. Uh, I, I don't really care. And so I I, I see no reason to um, pick him like behind Okobo, Robinson, Bates, the Opti, Vincenzo even. Uh, I think he'll be, he will be a better player than that. And so I actually, I'm pretty confident. Uh, and so you, you you can make fun of me in a year or two when he's... <laughs> <laughs> well, but the, the, the part when he destroys himself is is a real chance. But to me, he he projects to be um, a good player. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely interesting. Um He's one of those guys that thinks that he's the best player in the draft, though, which is he, he's just I don't know. I don't know. I just have no idea what. Yeah, I just hope. Uh, how mad would you be if he went to the Warriors? Uh, I was thinking the same. <laughs> and, and the answer is quite mad. It would uh, be so awful. Like, as yeah. awful as the Warriors are now, if you put Grayson Allen on that team, they will mm-hmm. be I, you thought they were insufferable this year? Just wait. I mean, yeah. just wait. Oh, how, how, how much? How much swagger he will have? Oh, like, it will it will hurt so bad to watch that team if Grayson Allen goes to them. Yeah. And it's possible. That's what kills yeah, me yeah. is that it's very possible that Grayson Allen exactly. ends up on the Warriors, and they're gonna love his attitude, and he and Draymond Green are gonna scream at each other after something great happens for them, and oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just gonna be the worst thing ever. I mean, yeah. it really could. But, but the team, yeah, the teams that draft there are Boston, Philly, and Golden State. And for very different reasons, I yeah. have all, all three of the possibilities for Grayson. He could play for all, all those guys, or he could just go be the man in Brooklyn at 20, <laughs> 29. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's where well, but I think I think he needs like a big stage. But anyway, we are spending way too much time <laughs> on Grayson Allen. 
We really are. You don't deserve this, Grayson. Um, DeAnthony Melton, I have as my last pick for 30. Okay. Uh, I think he's a super interesting prospect. He's a, a role player type of guy. He's six foot three, uh, six eight wingspan. Um, he projects to be a defensive minded type of guy. And if his shot is real, then he makes, he makes it in the NBA. If it's not, then he doesn't kind of guy in my opinion. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I like him. I think that he's, he could, he could be an interesting guy for any of those three teams as well that you mentioned in golden state, um, Boston or Philly. I could see him kind of fitting with those teams as well. Okay, my last pick, I don't really know what to do, uh, so I'll just probably uh, uh, say a weird name. I'll go with uh, Mo Wagner. Um, I don't think, I don't know, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> I think that the best player available uh, is um, the Creighton guard. Yeah, Ky- uh, Kyrie uh, Thomas. Kyrie. Kyrie Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I love him. I think he is the best player by far. Uh, but I don't know if he will be drafted in the first round. I, I'm almost sure he will not. And so, um, because he's in the, the, like, he's in the midst of this shooting guard, point guard, 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, it's him, Javon Carter, Javon Brunson, um, and all these guys. And so I think... No, none of them will be drafting the first round. While Mo Wagner, maybe Atlanta wants to try again on a big that can score, or a, t- a, t- a team like Brooklyn or even Golden State. I don't know. Um, Mo Wagner is really interesting as a, as a scoring big, uh, which is something that you don't need in the modern NBA. But he's he's a proven guy, and I think he has a very high ceiling and. With the 30th pick, you may go with him and be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that makes sense. Uh, okay. Anybody else? Like I mentioned Javon Carter um, as a guy mm-hmm. that I like in the second round. Is there anybody else that you like in the second round? I've mostly told people. Somebody asked on Friday about who the Thunder should take. And I'm just like, yeah, like I just don't know how much you should really care. <laughs> it's kind of my take. Well, there, yeah, there are a few players that I think... Well, there is a player that I like, um, uh, and it is uh, Rolly Olkins. Um, okay. I know that you killed him uh, on Friday. Uh, I did. You said it's the reason why. Yeah, uh, I I think he had a, an awful season defensively. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, like everyone besides Aiton was awful on defense. It was a mess. Uh, for Arizona, Arizona yeah, was, it was, a, a mess. was a big mess. Yeah. Yeah, I see a guy that is 6'4", uh, 220, uh, a bit chubby, to be honest, uh, but with great body control. Uh, he projects to be a decent shooter, um, not a great one, of course. Um, he he can really finish at the rim. He can really do that. And, and he's strong. He's really strong. And so he can end a little bit. He can be a, a guy that... With, with with that size, with that length, and maybe with a bit of luck, can turn into a useful player. Because he actually had a bad season. Um, but, I mean, his potential actually intrigues me uh, in terms of uh, defensive potential. It, it sounds like a guy that, when put in a bad situation, doesn't really pass out, but can be motivated to do more. Mm-hmm. Again, the fact that he showed himself at draft uh, at the combine with a 12% uh, body fat percentage doesn't make me happy but <laughs> for the rest i mean i think he he's interesting i and also all the point guards of the good teams are quite okay to draft yeah um, like Jason Brunson or uh, Trevon Duval or um, who's the other guy that now I'm not remembering uh, the West Virginia guy, Javon Carter. Yeah, yeah. Javon. Mm-hmm. So all this, yeah, all these guys are okay. Uh, what will probably not help you right away. And I'm scared by Justin Jackson. I know you like him. I like the measurements as well, the three point shooting as well. Mm-hmm. But boy, his motor scares me mm-hmm. like a lot. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. And with me, like Raleigh Hawkins, another reason why I don't like him for OKC is just because uh, he's a two, you know, yeah. yeah. and the Thunder just don't need guys at that position. And so 
That's huh. okay. Really? You're not confident that we will have the second, third best small forward in the league as a starting small forward, and we don't need much more there? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, not going to answer that question. <laughs> I just really, I like Terrence Ferguson's potential. And I like, uh-huh. and obviously, if you listen to our podcast, you know how much I love Alex Abrinas. So. Um, yeah. No, I get it. I, I, I envision Olkins to be more of a combo uh, that can eventually uh, handle a bit. And so you can play him in with, uh, with another two guard. Yeah. Say him, Abrinas, and, and maybe um, uh, a good small forward, which we'll not name as a second unit uh, uh, stuff. Maybe not this season because Felton will, prob- will likely resign if everything goes well. But uh, I envision him to be like a more versatile guard that can eventually uh, play some pick and roll and, and stuff like that. Yeah, if he could. I Ma- think. Mainly because his finishing ability. Yeah. And he's got decent length. At, yeah, at yeah, six yeah. four, I think he's set like six nine or six ten wingspan. Uh, a couple guys that we did mention that could sneak into the first round or that are interesting high second round guys: Shake uh, Milton out of SMU. Uh, he's six six. He's got a six eleven wingspan. He's two oh five. Um, he's kind of a secondary ball handler type of guy. Um, pretty yeah. decent defender. Um, he could be a three and D type of guy as well. Um, and then Landry Shamit out of Wichita mm-hmm. State, 6'4". He's kind of a floor spacing, uh, decent defender kind of guy that could project to be a, a first-round pick, maybe early second-round type of guy. So those are two guys I feel like that get a lot of attention that we didn't really, that we haven't mentioned at all. So Yeah, there, in the second round, there is also, um, well, I mentioned uh, Kyrie Thomas, which I kind of like. Uh, there is the there is Hamidou Diallo, but I I think he really screwed up by not being uh, by not saying last in last year draft because uh, there's there's no sure thing that they will be drafted highly enough uh, to to make it uh, to make it work. I mean, uh, last year he was really going to be drafted around the twentieth, like in the first round. Yeah. And now that's that oh. sounds like a done deal that he will not be. Oh yeah, I mean he. I, th- I think he'll be drafted, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. don't. I don't know. I, I watched. I didn't watch like him directly, but I watched a lot of him um, mm-hmm. while watching other players. And I'm just like, I don't. I don't know if I get it. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I completely agree. Um, okay, McKelly. Next week we are going to do a kind of draft special. Um, mm-hmm. We have, how many shows do we have? We have two shows left until, uh, no, one show left until, one show, yeah. until the draft. So next week, um, as long as my guest w- works out and as long as he's studying the draft, he'll come on with us. And I'm going to have just a ton of like questions like, would you rather have this guy or that guy? Or why do you think this guy should go to this team? And so we'll have more information as we get closer to the draft as well. Draft coverage is kind of ramping up. Um, with with a lot of people a lot of people are starting to watch those espn videos that are similar to what draft express did and it's made by the draft express guys and so um yeah we'll have we'll have one mega draft podcast before it to kind of get you ready and uh we'll have some hopefully some heated debates on that um next yeah, hopefully week, next week so um but yeah, should, we should have a, a special guest with us next week. So I'll have to make sure that we can. Finger crossed. Yes, it should be super fun. Um, so make sure that you uh, keep downloading our show. Tell your friends about our show. Retweet our podcast on Twitter. If you have a chance to just let people know that we exist. I think that helps us a lot just to have that. Uh, leave us a five-star iTunes review. We've had a bunch of you guys do that. That is just so helpful to us. I can't explain that enough to you, that if you listen to our show every week, if you listen three times a week and you're thinking, "Ah, I haven't had the time to do that yet or I keep forgetting to do that, please remember today because it is helpful to us. It's a free way to support us. Um, So please do that. Keep your eye out for our NBA draft um, 
party. We're going to have a, a flyer out soon on Twitter. So retweet that, tell your friends, make some plans to come hang out with us. Then also we'll have our competition where you will make your own mock drafts. And if yours is as, if yours is close to what the, uh, the real one is, or if you happen to guess right in the whole first round, then you will win a really cool prize package from all of our sponsors, which you know are wonderful. So please make sure that you um, look out for that on Twitter. Retweet it. Tell your friends about it. You can compete with your friends. It's going to be super fun. So keep your eye out for that. And we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday with Alex. 